0: This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid.
1: And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, my kid got in trouble at school. Plus, Biz has a miraculous announcement. Teresa can tell you how it's going with three... And we talked to comedian Joe Sib. Woo! I'm a little low on the
1: wooing today. Yeah, but you did a nice dance move. I, that I, was something in ballet. I don't I know expressed- what the word is for it in ballet, but it was a ballet move. <laughs> I've
0: like, Is it like bending willow or something? I feel like I, have- I
1: want to call it a pirouette, but I mm. know that it wasn't a pirouette. Uh, is
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> Guys...
1: It's going to be a show. Everybody
0: <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Something's going to happen Something's going to happen today. Probably crying. <laughs> uh, because Teresa and I oh, are both a little fuck. tired. We're, we're on the edges of frayed but yeah. before we
1: get into this. We're just... deeply emotionally tired <laughs> on top of being physically tired, just so you guys know. Both of us. It's going to be a it's crier. Not, this is not either or. No, like, it's both today. Usually, I feel like when one of us is having a week, the yeah. other one kind of like moms up and like yeah. says like, it's going to be, you're going to. But today, oh, we're both it's like, anybody's guess because. Yeah. it's a, a, Now our only responses <laughs> to each other can be. Yeah,
0: no, it's all fucked up. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. You're right. So we're going to quickly say thank you, everybody who has been supporting the launch of You're Doing a Great Job, 100 Ways You're Winning at Parenting. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, you guys. Yeah. It's been really exciting uh, to see the book out uh, in the world and see it physically for real. And your support has really meant uh, a great deal to us. For those of you who've reviewed it on places like Amazon and Barnes & Noble and other places, thank you and keep reviewing it. Like, yeah. that's really helpful. And it, it as, my, as Stefan said, makes it look like a real thing. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> Almost see, like, as it if it is, is. a real thing. I
0: know. Thing. That's yep. right. Uh, also, if you haven't yet and you're near San Francisco, uh, we're going to be there this week. Yep. This week. This week. Saturday, Saturday, April 29th. We will be doing a live Show with guest Glenn Washington of Snap Judgment. We're going to be selling and signing books after the show. Uh, Teresa's got a two-year-old baby with her. Two-year-old? I'm sorry. Teresa's got a two-month-old baby. Not weeks, right? It's Teresa's got a two-month-old baby. She is bringing. That is the dedication to this. So we're going to have her as long as we can. So come on down uh, so we can do that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Teresa... How are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm tired. i tired. Like I said, I'm just, I'm a little spent. I was reflecting over the weekend on, I don't know if you remember this, Biz. Maybe some of you guys remember. Um, I had a moment at when Oscar was a baby and Grace was, I guess, she was two years and three months when Oscar was born. So... Sometime around when Grace was two and a half ish and Oscar was a baby, I remember having this moment that I talked about on the show where somebody asked me at the preschool, like said, like I'm gonna have I'm gonna have two soon, like a similar age difference. How is it? And I said, (laughs) It's great. What And then I came on the show and I said, I don't know why I said that. I remember this. It is not great. (laughs) (laughs) And then we kind of like took that apart and talked about it. And I've been having this experience recently where I've been running into, you know, um, parent friends at the elementary school and at the preschool. And everybody knew that baby Curtis was coming and everybody knew I already had two kids. And, you know, it's I feel like it's pretty Where we live, it's pretty common for people to have two kids. I feel like most people I know have two Two. kids or are planning to have two. There are definitely plenty of people with one. Yeah. Um, And then you don't see the three as much in L.A. I think it's more common throughout the United States, but I think in L.A., Whatever, cost of living, just sure. culturally, people just don't have... You don't see it as much. Right. And so people definitely look at me with the big eyes. Yeah. You know? And they want to know how it's going. Are you how visiting it's going. <laughs> Yeah. Are you visiting? Yeah. And they want to know how it's going. and um, And or they're just being polite and making conversation. Right. And I just... I've been really struggling with this because I don't... Like, on the one hand, like, I... I, I'm so like I just I am so happy like genuinely like sure. I just love I love that I have three kids now like yes. I really wanted Curtis you guys know that yeah. like I'm really really happy and and then at the same time like it's so insane yeah like it's not it's not insane like I don't feel like I'm in crisis mode it's just funny how much parenting I'm doing yeah like it's actually like it's there's it's exactly what you would expect it to be with three little kids. Yeah, it's there's like just,
0: cooking three totally different meals stuff, at once. Like yeah. your hands and all these just different doing pots. stuff all the time. And, and each just, thing has different needs yeah. and you yeah. know, and different
1: timings and different yeah. and you've gotta like And like potty stuff. Yeah, and like diapers oh, som- yeah. and like dogs and just yeah. you know, there's just all this stuff. And like mostly I'm mostly I'm pretty like chill right now. Like yeah. I feel pretty I don't feel like I'm losing my mind or anything. But but like <laughs> It's not, like, most people's idea of a good time. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> when somebody asks me, like, how's it going? I just have, I have no good no response, response to that. Like, I want to kind of just be like, well, how do you think? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no response. It like, doesn't sound like you, you're basically saying fuck
0: off, right? right. Like, there's no response. Because you can't yeah. say. Because we all know that great is, is not kind the real truth. Yeah. Right. Any other answer is, like, is going to be interpreted possibly as total smartass, right? Yeah. Like, or, 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 just, you complaining or, or just complaining,
1: or just complaining. I don't yeah. really want to. Like, I don't want to talk about how it's hard because, yeah. like, you guys know. Like, it, these are other parents I'm talking right. about. So, like, yeah. this is you guys know yeah. how it is. Probably, yeah. pretty much. If you have a kid, it's just you, it's just three of them. Three of them. And, and so I'm doing that. That's yeah. what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm like. For people are like, how's it going? You know,
0: I'm like, I don't know. What it is like that's basically all I have. Sometimes I'm like, it's all right. I'm kind of tired, but I'm here yeah. functioning. Yeah, you know, like and yeah. And there's really not a lot of great responses. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's all. I don't um, have anything. Yeah. No, that's special. Not special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you, Biz? I'm. I am also very tired. Yeah. I was. Gone briefly. There had been a, a brief family style sort of. We all needed to be all hands on deck uh, back in Alabama. So, uh, and everything's fine. But it was like a, a lot of travel from California to Alabama and back. And my hours were off, and you know, I just didn't get a lot of sleep. And it's always just like very emotional and all that stuff. So, I everything's great, everything's fine. Uh, but I'm back, and <laughs> it's like my first day back at home, and I'm trying to get back into the zone of parenting and this family that's here. And I'm in the bathroom getting ready to leave the house or something. And I hear Katie Bell say, there's a baby fish in the tank. Now, let's all go back to the fishes mm-hmm. that I have in my, we have a tank. Many of you know, is not my favorite thing in the house. We've had a lot of fish come and go. They're all that has existed in this tank in the last month or so, maybe a little longer than a month. Is one guppy named Multi, two snails, and now we're down to one shrimp. And that's it. But there is, in fact, a baby guppy in our fish tank now. Wow. Now, I don't. <laughs> Feel like but one? Uh, just one baby guppy. Don't they usually have like a lot of babies? That's what I thought. The things I know from the time that we thought yeah. one of our earlier fish yeah. was pregnant because it had gotten so big that turned out to be like a disease. The right. bloat. But like when I had read thinking, oh my God, is our and we only buy male guppies, guys. We well pick from the male tank. You'd- yeah, yeah, right. No <laughs> one's down there checking under their skirts or anything. Life like, finds, finds a way. way. I know it's all fucking Jurassic Park up in our fish tank, <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> we're like, this the second coming of fish? Like, there's like <laughs> this, and like, multi hasn't oh. looked pregnant. There's no like weird behavior. There hasn't been anything, mm-hmm. but there is. Yeah, a baby fish in our tank. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's no other fish. I've explained to both children, I don't know how this fucking happened, Uh uh, because I don't know when somebody had sex with multi. Right. I don't know when. Because Katie Bell's like, when did multi have sex? And I'm like, so glad you understand. Is that how it works with fish? Yeah. I don't know how fish are fertilized. I don't either. I don't either. But I don't think it's like one of those random frogs that can self-pregnate itself. Clearly, there's something has to happen for fish. Yeah. And... There's a baby fish in our tank. And I'd like say to the kids, everybody get prepared for multi to possibly eat this fish. Maybe there they were eat the eggs
1: own... in there when you. No, that's. I don't know. I don't know. And, but, but you know what? I one. just have this feeling now that this, because you know this prolongs the amount of time oh, that you're going to have this tank, tank forever. Or, and, then, and then this could just happen this again. It could right? happen again. <laughs> I, guys. Anyway,
0: so miracle of life
1: in the house. That's great.
0: Somebody's having a baby in my house, but it's an asexual fish. (laughs) Speaking of things that can catch us by surprise, (laughs) today we're going to talk about uh, what it feels like when your kid gets in trouble at school.
1: Please, take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely
0: are talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa,
0: before we get into our feelings about our children, when they get in trouble at school, do you remember getting in trouble at school? Were you a troublemaker?
1: I did not get in trouble at school, except maybe once I was around, like, sixth, seventh grade, yeah. my friends and I would have, like, giggle attacks yeah. where, like, we could not. <laughs> right. You're, you just can't stop. pay attention. Yeah. You just cannot stop laughing because sure. your friend is too funny. And then um, you get in trouble, like, a little bit in trouble for that. Yeah. Or, I feel like troublemakers, like, troublemaker a like a... It's, like, not...
0: Pretty big word. Like, when I think Troublemaker, I think smoking in the boys' room and, like, shit like that. Like, I feel like pulling a knife and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, and then there's, like, a whole—we get to have a whole conversation about, like, the label of Troublemaker Mm -hmm. and, like, how that uh, starts so early and if that's any good. And it's probably not. But, like, yeah, I was the same. It was—I was probably—I mean— Okay, it was the 70s. Mm -hmm. I was a talker, Mm -hmm. so I got in trouble a lot for talking. Uh I could not control myself from talking. And back in those days, the teacher just, I mean, from first grade, and my earliest memories of first grade would just go to the hall. Right. Because I couldn't shut up. Right. So they would just put me in the hall. Yeah. And one time, I remember my teacher yelling at me for talking, and I had to lean in and say, that wasn't me. I'm out in the hall. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. I love that Because I was also a fucking smartass.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. but Oh, you must have loved that. I
0: did. I was like, it's not me. Yeah, uh, and But like, we, like my sister and I, our elementary school, it was back in the day where like the vice principal used to like roam the halls looking for kids who had been sent to the hall. Because uh-huh. you would just be sent to the hall would be like your first level of like the first warning, right? Uh-huh. And you'd be sitting in the hall and he'd be like walking down the hall. And I can remember that man, that was back when paddling oh, at God. school was still a thing. And he used to have a paddle to shove down the back of his pants. And he would just walk. Did you ever get paddled? No, but here's the reality of it was my mother. Like I knew, like my speech was, if I ever got in tr- so much trouble
1: that you were gonna that be I was paddled? sent to the mm-hmm. office
0: to be paddled, I was to say, you are not allowed to paddle me until you have spoke, until you have called my mother and yeah. she comes down here. But like, think of all the kids who don't say that, uh, yeah. right? Like they just got paddled. Uh, yeah. And I got into some like fights and stuff yeah. because my mother was also raising me. If somebody pushes you, knock them out and then uh. go to the principal's. <laughs> That's like uh, fights in. all the time yeah. when you're seven. Self defense. Yeah, self defense. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember like anything major like that, yeah. you know? Like it was, but again, this was like back in the day. If you like, I was telling Teresa, if you were a tattletale, like in third grade, we had teachers make you wear like a tail and shit. Oh my God. I mean, thank God I was like, you know, uh, this was not going to scar me for life. Like, uh-huh. I'm one of those people who can look back and be like, ha-ha, the 70s. Right. But I'm sure other people were like, scarred for life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Oh, totally. <laughs> like, it's yeah. crazy.
0: Completely. So, luckily, not necessarily how the world works anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, Katie Bell's, you know, we've been in school now through second grade. She's in second grade. And should I really get in trouble? I mean, we warn the teachers going in when they're like, tell us something about your child that we mm-hmm. should know. And I always say, she talks. Yeah. We all talk. There's a good chance, and she understands that that could get her in trouble. Mm-hmm. But there's no, she either has to learn how to not talk, which I don't think is humanly possible mm-hmm. for somebody in my family, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, she just gets used to being called on and being, you know, uh, possibly mm-hmm. punished for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has it. Like, everybody's pretty supportive of her talking.
1: Right, so there. You know, she may but, also just be able to regulate. That yeah, she really also, well. be, you know, yeah, like, yeah she's, Maybe she's participating a lot and yeah, like talking. That's right. Like, contributing a lot in class, but like maybe yeah. she's not like constantly talking over the teacher. Yeah, she's you know? not. Yeah, like
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> to every generation. One well, it. they also they
1: and they they set up the classrooms yeah, in totally a different, different way now yeah, than yeah. they used to. Like you know, we used to sit in those rows that yeah. were just like it's kind much of much more worst, about but conversation. You're sitting now. around in a little table with the, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, so I don't know. It's
0: I don't know. I I actually I feel like I am of the mindset of I'm just kind of waiting mm.
1: for the call. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, like it's a good day. But doesn't mean it's always going to be. But easy.
1: you're also in a comfort zone yeah. of knowing that your kid does not have an issue with getting in trouble at school. Right, like that yeah. is like a particular yeah. place to be. Yeah, right now, that I, I imagine to be very nice. Yeah, yeah. I I just want <laughs> like to can of... up for everybody. Yeah. what a beautiful bubble I live in. Yeah, and how freely like you I can, can tell... kind of like send your kid to yeah. school and just kind not of worry. worry. Like I kind of know that she knows what to do. Like yeah, she's not going to do something. To get herself in trouble. Right. Really, probably. Right. Like, I she kind sleep of knows well. what's expected of her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So now that I've set that yeah. up
1: to not be weird at all yeah. for you to share your feelings. Yeah. Tell tell me about it. Yeah. So well, I think um I have to find a way to talk about this that is like mostly about It's gotta be mostly about me, right? Right. You know? Um, And so basically, Grace is, she's five and a half, she's in kindergarten. We're towards the end of the kindergarten year. Um, And she's had like a few issues throughout the year. Like, and it's, and it's, um, it is really strange for me being somebody who was totally terrified of authority as a child and like always wanted to not get in trouble. And I didn't get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I just that was a very imp- that was very important to me to not get in trouble. I was yeah. really scared of that. Right. And Grace is just not that person. Oh, you know, she yeah. just does not. It's not a high priority for her. And um, she's not she's not super fearful of authority. She doesn't. She's. Kind of like a fuck your rules type person. I <laughs> love it. Um, which which is easy so, for me to say. I love it. I I'm not dealing with it. Right. Here, right? I know. Like, I mean, yeah. Let's. I just... know. But but I hear what you're saying because right. there's definitely a big part of me that's like, man, she's so awesome. Yeah. Like I I'm know. so proud of her, and I'm so proud that like, like I don't think that my like fear of authority necessarily like served me throughout my right. life. Like I'm sure there are ways that it made things easier for me, but right. like. I don't I'm not thinking like I I just think she's cool, you know? Like right. I, there's things about this that I think are really cool and maybe later in life yeah. will <laughs> like be look really back, awesome. Yeah. yeah. But like right now yeah. it's really hard because so much about starting out in elementary school is about like I don't want to I don't want to rag on like, you know, elementary school. Like it's it is like a little bit about conformity, but it's also just about You know, understanding how to like be organized. Like you're understanding how to system. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's so many kids in the classroom that you can't really have one or two kids totally doing their whole own thing because the teacher does not have time. the teacher has twenty six fucking kids in there. Like the teacher does not have time to tailor everything to every individual child's needs. Like it's just unrealistic. Yeah. It's like you just kind of have to learn the way that you're expected to do it right. <laughs> before you can experiment. Which is just nothing you ever thought you'd be thinking about. No. Right? Like, as an no. adult. Like, I mean, you're sitting there like, because yeah. you,
0: you're you so removed from school. Yeah. And as an adult, you totally know how school's supposed to work yeah. and the expectations. And especially if you were a kid. I have friends who hated school. Like, they right. were always in trouble. Yeah. Like, they always. And then when they had their kid, they were like, They went into school with a totally different mindset Uh of how to protect their kid Uh in a different way. Interesting. Than say I I need to talk to those people. Well, like Ellis, I mean Stefan and I both like we're like, we fucking totally rode the line of school, right? Like there were no real big issues. Yeah. So there was no big weird thought process when Katie Bell went in, but you still think once your kid's there Mm -hmm. and you walk in the door with Mm -hmm. your kid. And you see all the systems and how and why Mm -hmm. they have to learn certain ways and uh, all -hmm. this stuff. You do suddenly start having these conversations in your head, like you're saying, where it's like, it's so weird that I know why they expect the kids to do X, Y and Z and why it's unrealistic for a teacher to have to, you know, cater to each child, especially if a child's having problems. Mm -hmm. It's.
1: It's totally too much
0: to think about sometimes. Yeah, right? like, yeah. And
1: what's really weird about it is we're not there. Yeah, we're not there. We're just not there. We like, don't know. I can, I can see what's going on. I was before Curtis was mm. born. I was volunteering um, one morning every other week. Yeah. So I was there every other week for a morning, and I could see how things were going generally. But yeah. like, I never saw any weird behavior. Maybe right. that's because I was there. I don't All know. Right. Like, um, but when these when when i like hear about problems at school it's it's this really weird feeling because i'm a little bit like uh, like why can't she just not do this mm. but like the it's not that i'm so disappointed in her for like getting in trouble or something honestly right. it's more that i feel so protective of her in getting in trouble getting in trouble. Right. Like I I and I actually I love her teacher and yeah. I love her principal. Yeah. I feel so lucky that she's there. And she really likes her teacher and really likes her principal. Right. So like we're in a really good spot for yeah. that. But, you know, for whatever reason there's still issues that that come up and when she does have a problem and I hear about it later, I just feel like I, it's not that I think, like, oh, my God, somebody punished her in some horrible way. Right. And I feel protective of her like that. She's not wearing a tail. It's more just, like, it sucks to get in trouble. Yeah. in Like, if I'm putting myself in her shoes... It sucks to get in trouble, and like I want to protect her from like feel the feeling right. those feelings, and I can't do that at does all. Does she? Does she?
0: Does she have that same response? Well, to that's the in thing. Trouble, or that's does the she does th- not kind of well. Get...
1: I mean, she's different from me. Yeah. So yeah, it's obviously why... different. Yeah, it still sucks. You know, like yeah. she still she'll still be bummed out that she was like benched for part of recess or lunch or whatever. Right. It's just that, number one, it's so different from how I was as a kid, so I can't really relate. And number two, I'm just not there. So, like, it's weird to have this feeling when I send her off in the morning where I just want to, like, take her by the hands and go, like, (laughs) just, like, don't. Do anything today. Like just 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 do what your teacher wants you to do oh, today, please. Like, like I don't no. and I know that's like so ridiculous. Right. Like she's gonna have she's gonna have her own yeah. ways of dealing with things and her own like, But like seven year old teresa yes. like talking I'm to I'm like, please yeah. please don't like I just want everything to be smooth for you today. Because I can't right. be there to like help you through it. You right. know, like we can talk about it later. Yeah. But and then it's just hard because it's also you know, it's there is a little bit of that feeling, like, you know, do people think I'm a bad parent because mm. my kid acts out sometimes? Right. Like, and nobody's like actively making me feel bad, but there, of course, I'm going year-taking. to have this thing. Like, you guys, I swear, I know I have two other kids, including a new baby, but right. like, I, I'm, I'm parenting her. Like, I we talk I about this stuff, and like, we, I'm not. I'm not like neglecting this responsibility to like, do you know what I mean? No, this is really hard. I know exactly what you mean. Like, I don't want people to think that like, I don't, like, I, you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. Because sometimes when,
0: and what it sounds like your teacher and your principal know, Mm -hmm. and what you probably know on some level, but doesn't play out into your daily dose of mom guilt, Mm -hmm. right? Is that. You know, there's been a lot of changes for Grace. Yeah. I mean, even just a new baby alone, but just, like, there's been a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that plays itself out in different ways. Yeah. And the best you can do is to keep doing what you're doing, which is providing the supportive environment for her, right? Right. Like, just that you're here for her, you've got her back, and you love her no matter what she does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of the times they will get through that. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, and this is also, it's also her first year in school. Yeah, There's just like a lot going on and to be there for her like you're doing. And again, you're so lucky to have this good teacher and this good principal. I mean, from an outside perspective, it's easy for me to say, you know what? Actually, a lot of that sounds kind of normal Mm -hmm. what she's kind of going through. Because I've seen Katie Bell go through sort of different Issues each year mm-hmm. that I mean that don't manifest themselves that way, but manifest themselves in other ways, like the stomach aches, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. but like none of that takes away from the the like self-reflection on do people think I'm a horrible parent? Like yeah. I hear
1: that and I'm like, yeah. it's so
0: Like, it immediately hooks into me. I totally understand what you're saying. And,
1: like, the reason I'm having that feeling, if I'm being totally honest, is, like, is that, like, goes back to that, like, prejudging, like, before having kids, that feeling of, like, well, my kids will never do that. Do that. Because I'll set up these routines, these expectations. They'll know, you know, they'll know I'm there for them. They'll know what's expected of them. They'll, you know, they'll understand being respectful to people. Like, all these things that it's. It's such. I mean, it's just one of those ways that, like, parenting just like doesn't matter. Blows your mind yeah, right. again and again. Where, like, uh, yeah, because you've done all no, those I'm things just wrong. Well, you know done what I mean. All like, those and, things, but yeah. there's no way to
0: it predict. Doesn't matter. Your yeah. kid's still gonna go through whatever your kid still has to go yeah. through, and they're gonna yeah. respond to situations regardless. Yeah, the way that they're going to do it, yeah. and. The yeah, best we can do is to set all that stuff up yeah. and hope that long game, you know, like that the long game is, you know, it's always a beacon for our kids as they go yeah. out and they don't respond to the world the way we did or the way yeah. we hope that they will, given that we've created this perfect set of standards, right? That, Yeah. Um, which are also based kind of on nothing. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's... Yeah, no, it's definitely
1: a prejudging
0: it you is. Know, moment. Yeah. Um, and it hurt,
1: it hurts to, like, kind of know that if this wasn't happening to my kid and I was hearing about it yeah. happening to somebody else's kid, that my reaction, even if I wasn't overt about it or, like, even... Like saying it or even outright thinking it clearly to myself, there would be some part of me that would be like, yeah, that sucks for them. But that wouldn't like that would never happen with my kids. Like, right. Do you know what I, I know mean? know what you mean. And it's, like, a ho- it's a horrible thing. It, it just fucking sucks. Yeah. But
0: we all do that. Right. That, it is. I, and it, why do we do that? It's like we spend so much time being in that place of guilt. Yeah, that if there's any moment that we can <laughs> we latch onto to, to where we're like, like reassure well, ourselves, be yeah. up because we're <laughs> doing this other thing, like that, like, our brain has—it's like a survival skill that, like, well, at least my kid's not doing it that. You know, right. it's that natural, like, fight. I think mechanism of yeah. like justifying your actions. Yeah. It not being something that you're dealing with right now is a mm-hmm. great way. To feel like you're somehow doing a good job (laughs) if you're not feeling like it in other places. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yes. But I am glad you said it because I, you know, for I think as hard as we all try to like leave that thinking behind, Mm -hmm. especially the deeper you get into parenting, you kind of it's easy to schloss like schloss that off Mm -hmm. a little bit, but it's still there. Like and to and to see you're right. It's really easy to be like, well, it wouldn't be my kids because because I'm doing this. Yeah. And therefore, because I'm doing this, that means you're not doing that. Right. Right? Like, And again, it goes back to you never know what's happening in people's houses. And it's better to—I mean, I know you. Yeah. So I know the environment you're setting up for your kids. I know that you do a really fucking great job. Thank you. And how much it just sucks to still—for that not to—for that to to not—to do—and it's doing so much. Like, here's the thing. Because you want to say, I do
1: all this stuff. But it's not it doesn't it work. It doesn't work. But you don't know that. But you don't yeah. know that. It's working yeah. clearly in a thousand other areas. Right. Yeah. But- and it's not to absolve myself of well, anything right. either. Like, no. sure. I'm sure there's other stuff I could be doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not... It's not that I'm like, I need reassurance that right. I'm this perfect parent no. and somehow I Sure. Created a monster. Like, I don't... I don't, you know, that's not what I'm going for. But it is more just that feeling of, yeah. yeah, we don't know what's going on in people's houses. So it is really easy to just be like, well, they're not doing the best job. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, I'm sure they'll be fine. But that's not. You yeah, know. I think it's just, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Again,
0: it's one of those things where you never think about it. Until suddenly, yeah, it, or you yep. have thought about it yeah. before you had kids, yeah. and you know exactly how it was going to go down in your right. house yeah. and in your life, yeah. and then when it doesn't or you run into something you didn't expect, which seems to happen every fucking day these days, yeah, you're like, that is really a surprise. It's like every day having the rock that you stand on yeah. turn out not to be stable at all. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's, I don't know, that's really hard. And it—that's it, hard, and uh, there's no real end to this particular discussion, other than I'm glad we had it, mm-hmm. and that's it.
2: Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask. Guys,
0: I have done this with both of my parents. In fact, I originally tried to set this up with both of them through one account, and then my mother called and said, "Uh, I want my own damn account. So, I now have two accounts, and this is how it works. You, you purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life, and there are questions about their childhood, parenting, like one of the questions that just came out for my folks was, tell me about your grandparents. Like, are, you know I mean, like stuff that you'd like to know historically about your, what was your favorite concert? Do you know what your parents' favorite concert was? They reply to the email with their story, or they can record it over the phone, all the stories are private. And then after a year, guys, StoryWorth puts it all together in a bound, beautiful keepsake book. It's so lovely. <laughs> and it's actually a really easy last minute gift for Mother's Day because you just go on and order it and they can get it started the very
1: next day. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash when you subscribe. Wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! I saw what you
0: did! Oh my god! I'm paying attention! Wow! You mom are
1: a genius!
0: Oh my god! That's fucking genius!
1: The other night, I was having dinner with Jesse and the ki- the kids, but like they obviously <laughs> don't stay at the table. Like they had have gotten up to like run around and be crazy. So you're having a romantic so dinner Jessie with Jesse, and I were Jessie. having dinner, just ignoring the chaos around us, and. I can't remember why, but pie came up and I said to Jesse, oh my God, pie sounds so good right now. And he was like, yeah. And then that was the end of that. But then like two (laughs) days later, I was at the coffee shop getting myself some afternoon cold brew as a treat. Yeah. And they had like a beautiful cherry pie. (gasps) And I wasn't like, I didn't want it right then. And I had a kid with me and I was just, but I was like. I know that I want this. So I got myself a slice of it to go. And then it ended up in my fridge and I'm busy. Babysitter, switch, drop people off, you know, whatever. Next day, I totally forgot that it was there. Mm. So then, like 24 hours later, I was in my kitchen looking for something good to eat. yeah, And I found the fucking slice of cherry pie that I had bought for myself the day before. Like a little present. Yeah. From past Teresa. From past Teresa to future Teresa. Future Teresa, Teresa a present. And it was amazing. So I got to have that.
0: That is genius. It just
1: all came together. It
0: did. Yeah. In the form of cherry pie. Yeah. That sounds fucking good.
1: Yeah. So it's already
0: uh, very hot here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I took the kids to a pool, mm-hmm. and that's that's genius in itself. But I'm packing up the bag to go to, a, to the pool, and I remembered to bring the change of clothes for after swimming, which, again, another genius that I even remembered that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to put them in Ziploc bags uh, so that as sh- wet shit's getting taken in and out of the big bag, their clothes aren't getting wet. But when we got to the pool and it was time to change clothes... I realized as they were changing that I had this Ziploc bag to put their wet swimsuits yes. in. Yes. It was like the yes. like universe. Like, I didn't realize I had this genius happening. Yes. I, the genius was only I'm going to keep their clothes from getting wet yeah. until I realized I had actually done a genius of so having great. Ziploc bags there. So good. FYI, I keep Ziploc bags on me. All the time, they're really helpful. I have them. They're in so every bag and you can I reuse use. them. Yes, you, you can totally
1: wash them out and yeah. dry them, dry and them reuse out, them. Reuse, them. reuse them.
3: That's right. Yep. Hello, I'm calling in with a genius moment. It actually starts with a genius of my two year old sons, who is a genius at timeouts. If he's throwing a hairy conniption, we can throw him in his room, and he calms down within a minute or two and gets control of himself and comes out and tells us he had a good timeout and is very good. But I also have a three-month-old daughter, and it's not always convenient to get him to his room. So today, I invented the hug timeout. And I told him to give me a really, really, really hard hug. And that as he was hugging and hugging and hugging, then all his anger would go away, and that it was a hug timeout. And I could feel him getting a little bit uh, limper in my arms. And he started using the same calm voice that he uses when he comes out of a real time out in his room and I thought that was a genius definitely won't work tomorrow but it worked today and we both felt really good about it thanks ladies you're doing a fantastic job and I love listening to you bye
0: that's really good I really feel like anything you can do because we have pretty intense ones uh, with Ellis and like it used to be that he could go and have like a timeout on the beanbag and calm mm-hmm. down because that was what they kind of do at school, and that worked really well at home. And then it didn't mm-hmm. anymore. And like, I guess I technically hug him when he's having a tantrum, but I'm more holding him yeah. in place for safety.
1: Yeah.
0: But like, if I just think it's a the genius moment is not so much the the hug, like the offering this other solution, but that like it worked and your kid heard you and responded and did the thing that you suggested, especially like in a tantrum moment where, at least in our house, Ellis just can't hear me Mm. during the tantrum. There's no suggestion that helps. So the genius slash miracle is that it worked in that moment for you guys. And that's definitely a shout it out off the mountaintop. It just worked. I just did a thing and it helped and it made me feel good and him feel good. It was great. So... Good. I don't know. I think I'm just, like, so fucking tired. And I, my, there you go. And, like, Ellis is, like, really intense right now. Uh-huh. And just, like, this genius just really was so, it just was really touching to me. I was just like, oh,
1: that's really nice. I'm good glad. job. Good job, Mom. Yeah, you're doing a really good job, and so are you, Biz. Thank you.
0: Failures! <laughs> fail, 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 fail! You suck.
1: Fail me, Teresa. I had a poop fail to share today, but then I was like thinking about it in my mind and I was like, I just don't feel like talking about poop that much right now. So I'm just going to bypass the poop fail and share another fail because I've got plenty of them to go around. Um, So we had gone away for a quick vacation over Grace's spring break last week, Mm. um, the week before last. And we'd gone to the mountains. And when I was packing everybody up, we were bringing one of our dogs with us. And one of our dogs takes a glucosamine um, supplement because she has like weird legs. (laughs) And so I was like standing there as I was packing my prenatal vitamins because we keep all that stuff like together in one spot. I'm like, should I I bring the glucosamine? That's such an extra thing that is just maybe I'll just leave it behind but I was like "Eh, it's a full week and like we're gonna be doing a lot of hiking so this is like the time for her to have it and I was too rushed to like pull out the like seven that she would need for the week so I just grabbed the whole bottle and it's so expensive and I just left it there like I left it in the mountains it's gone like it's it's I just left it because I just of course did not Remember yeah. to bring it back with us, and if I, only I had just saved the one. And I don't even think we ended up giving it to her the whole time we were there. <laughs> like I don't even ever remember actually giving yeah. it to her while we were there. And whatever, I just yeah, hate myself it. for that. Yeah, oh, you suck. Yeah. So pool, I
0: was all excited. I come back from this like Alabama trip, and like like on Saturday, and I know that Sunday we're gonna go to the pool. So I'm like, we had this whole time Saturday to kill before it's bedtime, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know. So what do we do? Let's go to Target. Yeah. Let's fill some time. So we got to Target. I'm like, let's go get something for the pool. That's yeah. fun. Nice. And everybody's like, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So we get these little dive squids. They're like squids that you throw, and then they sink down to the ground, and you dive after them. Yeah, yeah. Adorable. Yeah. Ellis loves them. Uh-huh. Uh, Katie Bell sees them. and She's like, these are great. They, of course, play with them in the tub that night. Uh-huh. Awesome. We go to the pool the next day. They're playing with it. Uh, they leave them in the pool and of course uh. you see other kids playing with it but it's not a big deal like when I'm in the yeah. water later I say to the kids hey when you're done just put them on the side I'm all about sharing the yeah, toys yeah, sure. and the sandbox in the pool Yeah. but uh, you know when we finally left yeah. four hours later we could not find them oh and you couldn't find them we couldn't them. find them at all oh. Stefan like did a full loop of the pool that, uh, of the oh. pool and like looking in it they just clearly went home with somebody and or were next to somebody's right. stuff somewhere yeah and to to like add to that, Ellis didn't take it well. Yeah. And he was I'm like sure. super tired yeah. from the bull. So ugh. many times And he you have was, to work so
1: hard to get kids to share toys. So uh, to yeah, and, ugh. like it just was like he was so
0: upset and then like every time any of us left the house. Uh, later yesterday yeah and uh, he kept saying stuff like oh are you back with the shri- with the squid because oh like, if we had just gone to target yeah. and the squid. I'm you're like, gonna no. get them immediately well, right yeah like and it's then an i feel emergency. like i'm trapped in that situation yeah. where i'm like we're going tomorrow yeah to get new squid yeah. don't worry yeah there's like it's like what <laughs> it's like losing a family baby listen to me we're gonna get the squid i promise know. you're know, like just ridiculous yeah you know and because like at this age though i'm just like fuck it I'm going fucking go spend three more bucks on fucking squid. Yeah. That's but, like, fine. I just was like, yeah. I can't believe, like, less I'm than so 24 sorry. hours. Oh, that sucks. Felt awful.
2: Hey, ladies. I'm calling with a fail. So, my children go to daycare four out of five days of the week. And on the fifth day, they go to my parents' house. Well, today is that day, and everybody's great had a good day, I was on my way home, drove all the way to daycare to pick them up, sat in the parking lot like an idiot, wondering why it felt really wrong to be at daycare. Because I realized my children aren't here. (laughs) So, that's my fail. Love the show. Thanks. Bye.
1: That's really
3: funny. <laughs> that just
0: that's, uh, falls into the yep. halls of classics. Yep. Right? Like, that is, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, or I just spent, like, ten minutes driving yep. to the wrong school, or, yep. yeah. Well, that's a fail. Yep. Good Good job. Good not, use of your time. Not being it, yeah. <laughs> not being able to know where kids are.
4: You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you.
3: Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke?
4: Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent.
3: Do you have a love for all things pop culture? Social commentary and politics. Sounds, Sounds like, like you, you need, need Minority Corner,
5: where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds
3: like Blues Clues,
5: only it's more black, gay, and ladylike.
3: James and Ineke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority Corner, with a K, because, because the, the C, C was, taken. was taken.
4: So the 2017 Max Fun Drive was a huge success. Thank you so much to everyone who joined or upgraded during the drive and to all of our amazing monthly members. To celebrate, we're giving our $10 and higher monthly members the chance to buy additional enamel pins with the profits going to our friends at the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. What? Yeah, the sale runs April 26th through May 3rd, and it's your last chance to get your hands on these sweet pins. $10 monthly members should receive a link and a code in their email on April 26th, so keep an eye on your inbox and get your denim jacket ready. For more information, visit MaximumFun.org slash pins. And thank you again.
0: Teresa. Yes. Let's call a dad. Cool. (laughs) This week, we are calling Joseph, who's the co-founder of Side One Dummy Records and former frontman for punk rock band uh, Wax and 22 Jacks as well as now a stand-up comedian. He co-hosts the popular parenting podcast, Rad Parenting, with advice expert, Anea Bogue. His debut stand-up album, Nowhere Near the Top, comes out digitally and on vinyl this week, guys, April 28th. Welcome, Joe.
5: What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for having me.
0: We are so happy to have you here. Uh, before we get into all of the many things uh, going on in your life. Uh, Let's first start off with what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house?
5: All right. In my house, uh, I have a 13-year-old son, Nate, and I have a 15-year-old daughter, Chessa, and then I have the glue of the whole family, my wife, keeping (laughs) us all together.
0: Very nice.
5: And her name is Karen. And we've been together, we've been together, we've been married 18 years and dated for seven. What's seven plus 18? What is that? I
0: don't know. Math. 25? <laughs> 25. 25! Go, Teresa, for the win!
5: There you go. That's what I'm, so here, for. I'm here for. We've math. been together 25 years. just here for light math. We've been together 25 years.
0: 25 years, congratulations! That's very good. <laughs> That's you. awesome. And also, congratulations, Teresa, on doing <laughs> light math. That's very, very good. Let's, let's start off with uh, the podcast, actually. That's where we're going to start off, uh, which is Rad Parenting, uh, which has potentially one of my favorite taglines ever for the show. She's an expert, he's not. I don't know why I find that so funny. And it literally is. You uh, are not an expert any more than you are just, in fact, a parent uh, struggling through everything. And she actually is an expert. So tell us a little bit about the podcast uh, and what you guys do.
5: You know, when we came up with the idea for the podcast, it only came out of the fact that when my kids were super young, uh, my wife was trying to get me to read, you know what to expect in yeah. the first year, and it, my kids were like four years old, and I was still trying to battle through that book. I was like, <laughs> and at a certain point, my, my wife was just like, "It's not going to happen." I like, put that away. Like these kids, they're getting ready to go to school, Joe. Like you gotta eat that book. So I was still worried about nursing, and my kids were like seven and eight. So, <laughs> So where where we were at was uh, I ended up meeting my co-host Anaya because she runs this uh, Stand Up for Girls program here in Los Angeles, super super cool program that works with teenage girls. And we became friendly. And my wife and I and her were talking one day, and I would had this idea for starting a podcast. You know, my whole background's music. I uh, I work in radio, obviously stand up comedy, and just coming out of from you know the rock and roll. Uh, lifestyle and basically, like my whole life, I fought authority, and now I was finding myself in this weird position where I am the authority. Right. And I just, I just wasn't, you know, I, I didn't feel that I really was getting any tools. And I ended up talking to Nate, and I was like, you know, what'd be fun to do is to start a podcast that we could make for parents that basically no one has the money to go and talk to a professional, no one has the <laughs> money to sit down and do therapy, and no one has the time. I'm like, look, I don't even. I have to. I have to answer emails. You know, in in, in in such a short amount of time, let alone sit down yeah. and and listen to an hour-long podcast about parenting and also questions and concerns that, that that there's so many of them that I was like, look, whenever we did something where this podcast is for everybody and anyone, and also there's going to be, I don't want it to be preachy. This is yeah. going to be opinions and stories and ideas, but I also wanted it to be fun. And at the end, I always say that when we end the podcast all right, Anaya, how are we going to land this? Because I want, I want someone to listen to it for 30 minutes, listen to it for the 40 minutes. And if we are doing a show on sleep training, how the hell am I actually going to get my kid to sleep? If we are doing a show on nursing in the first 24 hours, look, I love all the jokes, but you know what? This baby needs to nurse. Help me out. Yeah. All of these shows that we do, they always really, you, the listener walks away with a real Uh, meat and potato idea of, of a concept and they can, they can either apply it or they can't, but they, but it really is about having fun, but at the end of the day, giving some, somebody a real answer with substance. And that was, that was my whole reason. I'll be honest, because I knew that there were so many parents out there. Everyone's trying to work. Everyone's trying to make ends meet. Everyone's driving from one place (laughs) to another and no one has the time to really spend, and educate you as much as you can about one of the most, if not the most important jobs that I feel we all have. And, and the other thing is that we get this job being a parent, you know, sometimes out of, you know, a late night with a couple glasses of wine. And you're <laughs> like, wow, now I'm a mom. Now I'm a dad. Yeah. And my wife and I both w- wanted to just have something that you could listen to. And then also, you know this as well as I know, that you guys, with all the parenting podcasts, some of them you listen to and you feel like a bad person. Afterwards. Yeah. You're like, gosh. I I didn't quit my job, I do have to work, or, yeah. or oh my gosh, I didn't know, I was on the cell phone when they were at the, at the, play, at the playground, I'm a terrible dad, <laughs> that's not our show at all. Our show is, look, we're, try- we're, we're figuring it out as we're going along, and also we want to we give you as much information as we can, and then really give you something with substance, stuff that's backed up. By, by whether it's research or different books or different uh, areas that you can go and check out. And well, that's where Anea comes in. Yeah. She's the expert, and I'm not.
0: Well, it's also helpful when you tackle these topics, you know, and, and there are shows like, like yours uh, where you can tackle these topics uh, without the judging. It really can, I think, like the first thing that makes any parent feel good is to know they're not the only person who just woke up. To discover that this wasn't going to be anything like they thought it was going to be, or
5: that it's just absolutely, ab- you're hitting the right, yeah, absolutely. It's it, and, and the other thing is this I mean, we did a whole show once, and it was one of our most popular shows about, about uh, uh, the topic of. Waking up and going, I don't want to be a parent today. Yeah, I don't want. To be, like <laughs> my wife, and, my wife and I used to say that. We've said that to each other. I don't want to yeah. be a dad. Where did you land that? Yeah,
0: how did you land on that? Because that uh, on this show, it usually <laughs> lands with like, "This is not my beautiful house." How did I get here? Right? Like, so yeah, how did you land that one?
5: That's a good question. You know, I, well, the way we landed it, the way we landed that one was just out of a real conversation because everything that we bring to the show. <laughs> are all real experiences that have happened. Right. And, and, and sometimes, and, and when I started doing the show, I was super nervous because I never wanted to, um, I never wanted to put something out on the line that might, you know, hurt or, you know, maybe my kid would be like, dude, really? You're going to talk about that conversation, you know, on a podcast that everyone listens to. <laughs> but, but the thing was being honest and, and having that conversation with that example of, of saying my wife and I have said to each other, not that we don't love our children, well, not yeah. that we don't love how wonderful uh, being a parent is, but you know what? Check it out. I don't want anyone to ask me any questions today. And that just came out of <laughs> a real conversation. It was just a real conversation that we had with each other. And and the way we landed that was Zenea saying it is 100% healthy to say, I need a break. Check it out. Mom's checking out. Dad's, dad's going to dad's going to go check out for the afternoon or mom's going to check out or getting that opportunity to to what we call recharge and, 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 and get a break. I think as a parent uh, in those early years, the sleep deprivation, the, 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 the feeling of this is never like you're staying here forever. Like you're not visiting. (laughs) That's gone through our minds, And all we try to do on the podcast is bring those, bring those topics up about hosting rad parenting. The only thing, that I love doing the show. I love the show, and I love doing it. But the only thing I wish I would have started it ten years earlier because I know my kids and my family would have been. I would, have, you know, I'll be a great grandfather. Right. But uh, I've learned. I've learned so much.
0: Well, here's a question. It was, you know, kind of speaking of former selves and now uh, who we are now. Okay, so uh, I think it's safe to say that in your pre-child life, uh, you were pretty. I guess punk rock would be uh, the way to describe it, not necessarily something associated with parenting. So sort of two questions. One, how did you uh, transition? Did you find that transition smooth? And did you ever think that, like, almost all of what your work would be now, after kids, would be based kind of on parenting? And we'll get into the stand-up album, too, in a second. But, like, uh, you're... Like basically making a life out of parenting, which is again the opposite of fronting a punk rock band, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's totally the same. Did you find that transition easy? And and uh, do you ever, I guess, sometimes look at what you're doing now and be like, you know, how did I get here?
5: <laughs> um, I, you know, that's a good question in the sense that you know, my whole life, I've my whole life since I was you know, 13 years old, I was either in a band. And then I went from being in a band to getting older and then hey, I'm the manager of the yeah. band, or hey, or hey, now I own the record label, and we put the band's record down. so my whole life i I've never had and I'm so grateful for this I've never had any real job, you know, and yeah. they always say like you know the person that you, you know when you work for yourself, that's the reason why you work nonstop because your fear is you don't want to get a forty hour a week job so I'm a total one hundred percent a product of that. My biggest fear was that at some point. I would have to get a real job, and and to be honest with you, the only other job I've had besides singing in bands, managing bands, uh, and owning a record company and putting out music and producing and all that has has been making sandwiches. So like it's like <laughs> I,
3: that's
5: all. Like so, there's two things I'm really really good at. Like, I mean, I make sandwiches that people would die for. I know. I mean, I'm an amazing sandwich maker, and then I'm great at working with musicians and and putting out records. So. The parenting thing, I think, came from working with bands is a lot like parenting. And I didn't know that when I, was dealing, when I was a kid growing up. I was the guy that was sober enough to get paid at the end of the night. Nice. I was the guy that figured out how to, you know, fill out the credit card uh, and get a credit card. I was the guy that knew um, just, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I, was enough, I was responsible enough that I was able to um, set up a lot of things for my friends that maybe weren't as responsible right. at that point in their life and what I realized when you were the, you dad. Were you are the fan, dad you were the dad
0: you're the fucking you dad were the
5: dad i used to be no you know what they used to call me they used to call me the coach ah! because i was <laughs> you I, were the dad you, know, you, you were the dad sorry right, you were totally the dad <laughs> you know well, it is you're right, though, because the thing is that when you're dealing with band members, it's very similar to dealing with kids. You know, your bass player forgot his bass, and you have to say, him, oh, why did you leave your bass at the club? <laughs> you know, I asked you three times, did you load it into the bass? You know? And then and then a lot of times you get to the venue, and they're like, I need to find weed. And I'm like, you should have got your medicine like I asked you earlier. You know, so it's the, and because of being in music my whole entire life, I've only been able to 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 basically put everything in the mind frame of like being in a band, you know, and, and everyone does it differently, but I do see so many similarities with my life. Now, the the one thing I will say is this, and my dad it w- it says it all the time. The last thing I thought I would ever do in my entire life is host a parenting right. podcast. Anything <laughs> with parenting. Like mm-hmm. if you would have told me that when I was like 20 years old, like, Hey, check it out. Um, Someday you're going to host a parenting podcast. A, my dad would have screamed, and then I would have spit, like, my 40 out. I would have have spit beer in your face. Like, this is never going to happen.
0: Yeah, what I like is you've managed to, like, really embrace uh, parenting in your stand-up. But what's different, I think, about what you're doing is that the jokes jokes are on you, but not in a self-deprecating way, right? Like, there's a lot of times you can go out, uh, you see people, like, you are the butt of the joke, but not in a way that is like, I'm the worst dad, right? Like, it's very much more of a full, like, empowering embrace. And I'm going to use—actually, I was talking uh, to you before, You sort of as a way to promote the album, you made a little video uh, based on your stand-up. And so it's so good, guys. We're going to link everybody up to it. But basically, I'm going to end, yes— I'm about to recreate the video for you. Everybody buckle up. Uh, but like, so you're walking with your son to baseball practice and you ask him, oh, what's wrong? And he says, flat out, but none of the other kids like you. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, no, no, that's not true, man. The kids, they fucking love me. And he's like, no, no, they don't. They all call you coach shithead. And <laughs> which just so good. And then you're like, all right, well, who came up with that name? And your son's like, it's me. And, and then basically it's punishment. You're like he's like, you guys are walking to the car, and he's like, all right, let's go to Whole Foods. And you're like, no, I'm going to fucking take you to McDonald's. And he's like, no, don't take me to McDonald's. And you're like, no, we're going to McDonald's. This is what you're going to eat. I don't know. There was just something like, it was really smart because it wasn't, it was like, it just, two things going on in it. One, that it, no one was mad at each other. There was no, like, angry, like, of course you kids like, me. you know, like, it was just this like really calm, casual <laughs> discussion about how everybody fucking hates you. Uh, all the kids hate you, <laughs> and they call you Shithead. And and it's not only that, it's your son, but you're like real mellow with your son about it. And now the obvious answer is, you oh. don't get to go to Whole Foods, kid. I'm going to take you to fucking McDonald's. I don't know. It was just so nice. And I wonder, I guess, how conscious was this choice uh, for, the, for your comedy to sort of be like this? Or, or am I just interpreting too much,
5: uh, listening to it? As much as I wish I could say that I wrote Coach Shithead, because it, like, off of an idea. Right. Coach Shithead, that, that came from driving in the car with my son after baseball practice and, you know, me, you know, carrying the bats and the ball and the hat and the clipboard yeah. and, and knowing every kid's name and, and, and giving up every, you know, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday and, and, and don't hit the kid with the bat and make sure you got your helmet on and, and doing everything and sunscreen and everything. And then and then only, only to have him say to me, you know, Dad, you know, none of the kids on the team like you. And I literally said, what are you talking about? So funny. And then he said, he said and I go, how do you, and it was a true story. He goes, I go, how did you, how do you know that? And he goes, because dad, they call you Coach Shithead." And I was so bummed. I was like, God, these little jerks. And then, you know, come to find out, you know, that, that he was actually the one that like, well, maybe we call him this.
3: It. But, but
5: with all that said, you know, the joke is on me because... I'm I'm trying to. I want to be the best dad I can. My wife and I want to be the best parents that we can. But we've also learned, and a dad said this to me once, and I'll never forget it. It was right when I had my daughter, and and I was about a year into it, and he goes, he, he was talking to me, and he goes, Hey, let me guess, you're trying to be the perfect dad, and I go, Wow, I've never heard that before. He goes, Yeah, you're trying to be perfect, aren't you? You're trying to drink less beer. You're trying to watch. You know, less TV. You're trying to be, uh, you know, more this, more that, and I go, oh my gosh, you're so right, dude. I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be the, that guy. And he goes, just stop because that's only going to end up with you blowing it even more. <laughs> so you just need to realize you're who you are, and, and also try to be the best dad that you can be. Don't try to be the perfect guy. And and that was the best advice I ever got. And it really, I think, as being a parent, you know, it helped me because. I blow it a lot. Like that's one thing, you know, in my stand up. Yeah, all the stuff I've said on the record and 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 you know it's it's I don't want parenting and being married. Like I can't stand when comics talk about being married like like, oh man, I can't stand my wife and she's this and she's that. I'm like, Well then dude get divorced <laughs> like, You know? If it ain't working, don't stay together. And and that's why that's like the thing, I'm, the thing that, I, that I, <laughs> I'm grateful that I've been married, and I love my kids, but it's also I'm realistic, and I am going to make mistakes. And, and, and as long as you acknowledge them, and that's what this record is about, is acknowledging yeah. that I've said, and I've said things that, that weren't yeah. perfect, but I feel that every parent has, and this is a little shout, shout out to everybody. Hey, man, we're all just trying to figure this out. No one's perfect.
0: Yeah, no, and it really comes through on the album. It's it's guys, it's really good. Joe, thank you for coming on and and talking with us. And we are going to link everybody up to NowhereNearTheTop.com dot com where they can find out more about getting a hold of it. And we'll link people up to your Twitter and the podcast and all the other stuff you have going on. Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show,
5: guys. I I want to thank you both having me on i love your show love your podcast this has been so fun your laugh is totally infectious i'm gonna miss it for the rest of my day and uh hey and for everyone out there if uh if you want a shot at getting uh, a copy of my record on vinyl uh you know i'll send you a copy uh just email me and i'll pick a winner just email me joe sib s-i-b uh two two the number at gmail.com and for the rest of you, my record's only eight bucks. If you go to iTunes, just look up Joe Sib, nowhere near the top. And I would appreciate it so much, you guys. And hopefully, I'll see you guys out on the road.
0: Absolutely. We'll link everybody up to it and all the stuff that you just told us about. And good luck with it. Thank
5: you. You guys have a great day.
0: Hey, you too. Bye. 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 fun guys the album is very funny it is just uh, somebody being completely honest with making a lot of mistakes <laughs> and embracing those mistakes uh so again uh we'll link everybody up to to where you can find out more about that Who? speaking of making mistakes uh let's listen to a mom have a breakdown
2: hi one bad mother i'm calling with a ranch um so I got invited to go to this really awesome lecture in my field um, at a university in the city. I was really, really excited. I planned this whole thing out so that I could finally like, have a break on my day off and go do something to like better myself and my career. And I have Mondays off, and I was with my son, and I planned that he was going to take his nap, and then we were going to drive to my mother-in-law's where it was just like half an hour away, and I would hop on the train and be able to get into the city in an hour. It would be fast. She would take care of my son. He's been sleeping really well, like predictably at certain times. And this morning, we went to this play group, and on the way back home, he fell asleep in the car. He was like out, and I was just going to stick him in the crib, but then I noticed he was wearing his jacket, and I was like, he can't. He just can't sleep in his coat. I feel like he's going to strangle himself in his sleep or something. And, of course, as soon as I start to take the coat off, he wakes up after just 10 minutes of sleep. And he has been up for almost three hours since then. And, of course, he is charming and excited and wants to play with me. And all I want him to do is fucking sleep because now I'm not going to be able to go see this amazing lecture that I was looking forward to for, like, three months. And because I'm just going to – he's going to fall asleep, like, as soon as I get ready to walk out the door with him. And I'm just really frustrated that, of course, to this happened. And I keep going back to, like, it was just me – not taking his coat off. That's like all I needed to do was just leave his fucking coat on him and just let him sleep in it, and then I could have taken a nap because I'm really tired. I'm super fucking tired right now. <sighs> I don't know. And then I feel like a bad mom because he's in a great mood and he wants to play with me, and I just keep like screaming at him in my head, "Go oh, the fuck sleep. Just go to sleep. It's been you've been up since five in the morning, and it's like." Three in the afternoon. Go to fucking sleep. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Yeah.
0: Bye. The mm-hmm. like, the reality of plans being totally screwed up, uh, by the simplest of things, is devastating.
1: Yeah. Any well, and anything dependent yeah, de- on yes. a child sleeping, even if they normally always sleep at yep. that time. That is not. It's just a really anxiety-provoking place yeah. to be because even if it, even if he is asleep at the right time, there's no guarantee he's going to stay asleep. Like yeah. he's just. No, I think that's the right word. It's totally anxiety-inducing mm-hmm. that
0: whenever, especially when the thing that you're going to have to miss, if if what normally happens or your expectations to what's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. uh, don't doesn't work out. When that event is something that would be self-care for you like yeah. it's not just like okay now we can't do all the errands that i thought we were doing or it's right. messed up these uh, sort of family plans or activities yeah. or dinner i mean because i have that happen all the time Where like this is the set of things that are supposed to be happening today that are none of it's self-care it's all just the yeah. a b and c's of the day and then those get screwed up yeah. by sleeping too long or not sleeping or at like all. lots of
1: people try to get work done during the night Right? Like, yeah yeah that, but when it's
0: self-care when it's something you're really looking forward to. And then that gets taken away. And that stuff gets taken away by lots of factors all the time. Work suddenly comes up for a partner or somebody gets sick or whatever. But The intimacy of it just being about the sleep. Mm -hmm. So now you've got the anxiety of... Because there's been like lots of times where I'm like, okay, we have this thing in the night. Please Mm -hmm. let Ellis sleep at daycare. He always sleeps Mm -hmm. at daycare. Please definitely, definitely let him sleep at daycare Mm -hmm. today. And then that'll be the day that he hasn't. Which means whatever nighttime activity I have to drag him to with Katie Bell is going to be Mm fucked. Like it's going to be (laughs) not relaxing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so... Those days, I'm totally anxious all day, waiting for the note from the school that says if he slept or not, right? like Because right. uh, they send out daily reports before yeah. I go get him. So, like, that's a lot. And yeah. it's frustrating. And it's totally rant-worthy. And it also falls into the category of rants that if you were to just go out and share that when somebody says, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Feels like you're talking nonsense. It right. like, feels like as soon as it starts to come out, it feels like, No one gives a shit about this. Right. I look like a crazy person because it's also one of those ones that, People are going to say, with or without kids. Well, why
1: don't you just do this? Well, I know right. because well, I and I actually had this thing while I was listening yeah. to this. I was I was like, well, wait, what? Why does the baby have to be yeah. asleep for the? And then I was like, you know what? Who cares? It doesn't fucking, doesn't matter. fucking matter. Whatever it is, it's her. She re- had it organized. Yeah. and then it
0: was not. It was not. Yeah, yeah. that's her reality. Yeah. Doesn't matter how somebody else would fucking do right. it. Exactly. The least helpful. <laughs> right. So like, it's and those are the things you have to remember. One. Uh, it actually does matter. Your rant is 100% valid and yes. it does matter. Yes. Uh, and when somebody starts complaining or ranting about something to us, uh, no matter what level we see that as, yeah. we fucking listen to it as if yeah. it's a code fucking red, yeah. guys.
1: It usually is. And it usually is because yeah. it's a reality It doesn't matter what has caused it. Right. Yeah. It's a
0: code red. It's all the same. It's all Shit. the same. <laughs> and no, you have no fucking idea if you would do it any different. Yeah. Right? Like, it yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Right. Here's the thing. You're doing a very good job. Yeah, you are. And you deserve all the rants for Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Because that fucking sucked.
1: Yeah. So, good job. Yeah. Teresa. Yes.
0: What did we learn today? Well, we learned that (laughs) things that we didn't think would be stuff we would ever have to think about (laughs) as parents uh, keep happening. Yep. That's... (laughs) If there's one constant, yeah. it's that nothing's constant. I really think that what we learned from our talk about kids getting in trouble at school is that outside of whatever it is that's going on with their kids,
4: mm-hmm.
0: which is a separate thing to focus on and think about, and how do we help. The reality of how we feel as parents in those moments, sort of mm-hmm. the helplessness of, am I not doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? And mm-hmm. why isn't this working the way I just thought that would naturally work? Mm-hmm. And I don't want this thing for my child and, you know, uh, whatever, are displacing our own stuff on them, as well as just not understanding what our kid's doing because we're not them. Like, that's yeah. a lot all at once to have going on in your mind on top of all the other stuff we have to have going on in our minds.
1: Yeah, right? I, totally. And I think as you were talking, it was also dawning on me, I think a lot of this is a process of transitioning from an age where yeah. we really can protect our kids a lot of the time because they're they're just with us a lot yeah. more or they're at home or they're in, you know, child care settings that we're choosing. And right. we just, we, we're, this thing i'm going through right now is very much about letting grace go out into the world yeah and that feeling of there are some things i just have to let go of and she's gonna have to learn her own lessons like i i can do my best to support her and support her teachers and you know and make make things work as well as possible like as far as that's in my control right but so much of it is not in my control and i think that's part of why it's so hard yeah like, that's it's a really just, hard thing yeah and
0: it never gets any easier realizing that mm-hmm. like that it, it just sucks yeah so that's a fun lesson for today <laughs> <laughs> uh and we also learned uh, thanks to talking to joe uh, and when we talk to all our guests that mm-hmm.
1: land it biz land it
0: it's all normal <laughs> we are not alone there's we're all struggling and trying to figure this out and being disappointed that what we thought we'd figured out didn't turn out and yeah. that we're all making mistakes. And and yet here we are. Yes. Getting up. Yep. Doing it. Going to bed. Getting up and doing it again. Going out for milk and fucking coming back. Like, we're doing it. Yes. And uh, it's okay to do it with a bar that moves constantly. <laughs>
1: yes, I like that. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you guys are. You really are. Teresa, you're doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to load down Mama
5: Blues. I got to load down Mama Blues. Got to load down Mama Blue, low down Mama Blue, Gotta Low down Mama Blue, Gotta low down Mama Blue, you know that right.